Podcast is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, top of the publishing day to all of you. And um, I thought it would be a good idea to do a show for newbies. And it doesn't mean us oldies don't step into the role of newbies once in a while because we do. And that sometimes we forget, sometimes we get a little lazy, sometimes we slip into things. But I thought I would just do a focus on some of these consistent mistakes that get made that end up costing you a gazillion dollars. So I, let, let's just start with the information that's out here. Now, when I first started publishing in the early 80s, which is a long time ago now, that there wasn't the internet, there wasn't email, there wasn't the ability that we can chat uh, through cyberland like we can so easily do today. Nope, we did it the old-fashioned way. We did snail mail only, or we picked up the telephone. And that was kind of it, unless you wanted to send a telegram, because that was believed to be super fast. But the phone was usually the way we did, and then we just sent paper back and forth. Today is a lot different. And that last year, as 218 came to a close, that it became apparent that the self independent, small press, hybrid, whatever you want to call it, um, had actually surpassed what traditional publishing was doing. We were selling more books. Now, I created my own small press almost 20 years ago in 2000, and it all started with someone calling me saying that they wanted some books. Um, I was going to be speaking for them. They just needed a few copies, and they wanted me to see what kind of discount I could arrange. And at that time, I had just taken back the rights to the book. And a few copies is a few copies. I also bought the remainder of whatever stock was there um, as all rights reverted back to me. That remainder stock was 60 books. So a few books, to me, is less than 60. Well, the next thing on the phone call was, great, See if your publisher would discount 25%. And I'm thinking, sure, this publisher here can do it. Um, and we'd like a 1,000 copies. Well, there's a big difference between 60 and 1000. So I found myself propelled into being a manufacturer of, of publishing. And I had to learn how to do it all together. So today, when someone says, there's a book in me and I'm going to write it, a lot of mistakes happen as they go along the publishing path. And a lot of these individuals get really lured in. I mean, the, the hooks go out, they get snagged, 
And then they're reeled in. Huge promises are made. Promises that rarely ever get fulfilled. And what they do is they take a lot of your money. So with that said, just really understand there's an expansive amount of information about publishing today. Some is good and some's not so good. But multiple books have been written on every aspect of it. Public and private workshops are available. Webinars flow daily. Author and writing groups are in most cities. In other words, information is out there, a plethora of it, and how to do it, what not to do, how to publish your book for a few hundred bucks, how to become a bestseller, how to sell books by the truckload, how to, how to, how to, you name it, by golly, it is out there. And that's where we get in trouble. That's where problems start out. There's almost too much information and you get pulled in every which direction. So, as I said, not all information is good. There are publishing predators, which I have done specific shows just on that. And they have multiplied as self-publishing has become more routine, more normal, and actually has lost some of the stigma it seemed to carry around its neck like a stinking, uh, you know, some kind of a stinking, awful thing. So, what it means, though, here, as you as a brand new newbie, let's say, just starting on this path, which way do you go? Who do you listen to? What do you view? What do you attend? What do you read? What do you watch? What do you, what do you, what do you? And you've got to understand that you can't believe everything that you read or see or hear. So before jumping in, you got to do some homework. And this is where the internet can be a huge, huge support. You also are going to ask people, hey, do you know anything about this company or this person or this product? Have you known anyone who's worked with them and uh, would not work with them again? So what I'm going to do is give you a shorty list before you do any business with any publishing provider, any service giver um, that can help you get your book written that you want to do a Google search or Bing or whoever you use. But basically, here's what you're going to do. You're going to put the company name or the product name or the person name. And then you're going to add the word behind it, scam. And then you're going to see what comes up. Now, what's really important here is you want to make sure that you come back uh, to multiple pages I mean, if you look at a Google search, for example, today, that probably 60% of it is filled with ads. You can just see a little ad that goes there. So someone's promoting it. Someone's pushing it. You've got to get below what other items are being picked up on the Internet, whether they're articles that the Google robots have find or their names that you've put in and they start surfacing up as a website, or maybe someone's posted a complaint, fill in the blank here. But you've got to go past page one, and maybe page two, three, four, five. The truth be told, anywhere from 80 to 90% of people who do internet searches rarely look past page one. Now, the people who are scammers, or cons, or rip-off artists, whatever you want to call them, know this. And they can 
do with a series of manipulations and tricks. Pump up other information to cover the negative stuff and push them down past page one, past page two. That's why you've got to go digging. So if you're really researching, you know, I would at least go through the first 10 pages and see what pops up. So company name, product, or the person name, and then add scam. Now, clear it out and do it again with the same thing, company name, product, or person, and problems. Check that out. Then clear it again and then add complaint after the company name, product, or person. Check that out. Clear it out. Then try the word fraud. Do it again. Try the word ripoff. And lastly, try the word lawsuit. All right. That will give you a picture if there are problems out there. Now, it's very interesting in a publication called Psychology Science, when people are looking at reviews for items, that the lesser the reviews are on an item, the less probability something's going to be bought. All right. So, and this is what you want to think about in your own publishing when you finally have a book available that people can have. You want as many reviews as you can get. Drive, drive, drive toward that. And even if some of them are negative, doesn't matter. I mean, if they're all negative, if they're all ones and twos versus fours and fives and maybe a sprinkling of threes, that if they're all on the lower end of the scale of one and two, you've got a problem. But the more you have, even if you've got some that say, I don't like this book, didn't make sense to me or whatever, people will gyrate toward it. That's why you've got to find out Are there multiple complaints floating around? So you read them, you be advised, and when when you've got it, um, you'll decide whether or not this is the right for for you. So with that said, as a lead-off, you're going to check out who you interact with and, and move forward with. What I want you to do is let's talk about the very first item, and we'll probably have to split this because we're going to come up to a commercial break pretty quick. But the first item that I want to really get to for anybody in a publishing journey, but specifically a newbie, is one, this. Believing that your mom, your brother, your sister, your pal, your neighbor, your your friend, your former school teacher is the ideal person to edit your book. Yes, you need editing. Now, they could be what we call a beta reader. They could be someone who reads it the first time and see does it make sense. But all these people like you. They're your friends. Um, And it's going to be probably difficult for them to dig in and start making some criticism. My specifics are unless they make a living primarily editing and in your genre, and by the way, you separate often fiction from nonfiction here, and then there are these subcategories, that they're probably not the right fit. You need to ask them to read the book for basic flow, uh, especially for fiction. Is there a story content? Does it come in together? Is it clear? Is it to the point? Is the story engaging? Are the characters interesting? Are they compelling? Do you care for them? That's a start. We're going to take a quick break. It's Author You, your guide to book publishing, and we'll be right back. 
is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live. Author You brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author You Extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author You's extensive network, Members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author Use, the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author You is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author You, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author You today at authoru.org. First impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop sizzle and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience and your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand nick selinger of nz graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts with over 20 years of experience in graphic design he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and e-zine at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. 
righty, we're in newbie land, and um, I am doing the show solo today, just because I like to do that every once in a while. And I am talking about um, some of the snafus that uh, especially new authors, authors to be consistently make. So the first one is really not letting your mom or your dad or your friend or your next door neighbor or even one of your favorite school teachers be your editor. That's not what they do for a living. And they are not going to have the critical eye and the critique um, that you want to bring into play. So that that's just, I, I can't stress that um, enough in the areas. And, and one of the differences between most self-published books and small, independent, and traditional published can be summed up just in one word, editing, or the lack of it. And if your book is loaded with a lot of errors, it's the first thing that's going to get dinged. I know on Amazon, they have now a criteria they look at. And if they start getting complaints from readers, your book could get pulled. I don't think that's something that you want. Now, also understand that not all editors are the same. Um, Ones that do what we call copy and proof editing, which looking for grammar and typos, may not be the same as editors who are kind of the deep divers, the content and the developmental editors. And these individuals are more wordsmiths. They're word docs, I I call them. Their goal is to make your words, your phrases, your ideas pop, to make sure that there's a consistency consistency and continuity to them, um, that your ideas flow through. I mean, I, I had one client who came in with a book, and his main character had four different names. He had written it at different times, and well, Mark sounded good one time, but then it became Tom, and then there was Marcus, and it was crazy. So that understand that. Now, you will, let's talk about cost, too. You're going to pay usually far more for a developmental content editor than you will for a proofreader. So, and then there's one other editor I bring in. I call this person the cold eye editor. It's just my phrase. But that's an individual who has not seen the book, has never had his or her hands on the book. And what they're going to do is when they get the book post layout, this is after the the book designer has created the book, laid it out, they get it post layout. They print it out. So physically they are holding paper, a ream sometimes, in their hands. And they will read it that way as if it was a book. And I will tell you, you will be stunned at the amount of variances that pop up from simple things like backward quote marks. Uh, You'll see dropped lines. Um, You'll see uh, misspellings that you're sure every, every typo was taken care of. Uh -uh -uh -uh. You know, it just happens. They, they seem to pop out. So this is someone that I would just really recommend that you always have uh, have someone there. And I'll tell you, for my latest book, which um, surfaces this month, When God Says No, Revealing the Yes, uh, When Adversity and Loss are Present. When we went through that, we actually, I actually did three cold eye edits because I kept going back. Gosh, they keep picking up stuff, stuff that I thought was all taken care of. And by golly, more stuff was picked up. So uh, as I'm on the air with you today, I'm also in the studio uh, taping the audio book for the book. And I am thrilled to say halfway through, I have not found any typos or any changes. So that's kind of exciting to me. But 
that's those multiple, multiple, multiple editing. So if you, if you bypass this part and you embrace what I call the RTP, the rush to publish syndrome, um, you are most likely going to get in trouble. So the real truth is that all your editors um, are, are there to make you look good. So uh, don't skip it. And that doesn't mean you don't turn, you turn to your English teacher who is really good at English. It's different with the book. Um, I promise you. I promise you it's always different. So look it over. Take advantage of it. Savvy authors work with an editor that gets their book. And this is something I just want to add to this. It's if you have someone, let's, let's say you love to write horror. You know what? I wouldn't be the type of person you'd want to really go through your book. I don't read horror. You need to have them really look at uh, areas that they'll understand because there's so much in that type of book. They maybe read it on an ongoing basis that they know what's more of a norm within that genre. And if you you violate it or you take a left turn when a right turn should have happened, um, they can bring that to your attention a lot faster than a typical editor. So the first thing is make sure that the editor is there for you, that they support your voice, um, and they don't step in and almost take it over. Um, it's really important. I know when I've worked with authors and I'm rewriting a lot of their copy, I will ask, does this sound like you? Does this feel right? And I want them to be able to go along with that. The second thing is to believe that your book is for everyone. I think this may be the most common phrase I hear on a consistent basis from uh, new authors when I ask them, you know, what is your book? Tell me what your book's about. Who is the market for it? And they will consistently say, oh, everybody, everybody needs to read my book. Uh, no, they don't. So don't think, don't get caught in that. That's a fantasy. You're in la-la land. Um, could it sell? Zillions of copies to lots of people, sure, but not to everyone. And one of my favorite sayings is, is the more you niche yourself, the bigger your market is. The more you narrow down who exactly your market is. If you could put down that you're working on a laptop um, and you could put that lid down and across from you is your ideal reader, do you really know who that person is? Because when you can get that fixation and imprint it, in your mind and let it flow to your fingers and through your writing with your words, you'll have a better book and your reader will know you've written it for them and not for everybody. And that's so much more powerful. So savvy authors to be learned early on that a book that has a niche market can gather a huge following, a following that leads to big sales, leads to buzz, leads to chatter, and that's a good thing. So that's the second step. Don't think that your book is for everyone. Figure out who it's for. Make, make that person up. You know, what are their hobbies? What are their hiccups? What are their concerns? What are their pains? What are their fears? What are the bad habits? Where do they go hang out? What kind of movies do they like to watch? What do they see on TV? What do they think about politics? What about religion? What about fill in the blank? Really get to know who this person is. And it'll just make it so much easier for you. I promise. I guarantee it. All right. Number three is believing that your book would be a roaring success and sell mega, mega 
thousands of copies. Well, and for that matter, too, <laughs> too many authors to be are not able to determine what success means in bookland. So this is a good time to ask yourself, what is success to you? What does success look like? Is it selling a lot of copies? Is it having the media call you? Is it uh, making uh, lots of money? Is it having royalties come your way? Is it having people call you saying, please come and speak to our group and we'll pay you? Is it being able to donate monies to a specific cause? What is success? And that's where you need to start. What does it look like? It's not going to be the same for every author, right? The, that when you get caught up with a story that there's always stories that circulate, um, about an author who sold a gazillion or a million copies or whatever it is via the 99 cents ebook route. Um, and that if you could price your ebook at that and start running specials, that you too can sell a million books for 99 cents. And that would look mighty fine in your bank account. I want you to be realistic. The average author in the self published arena sells. This is the gulp, 100 copies, because they're waiting for the bus to stop by and pick them up. They don't get that they have to work their tush off to drive and create that million copies at 99 cents. There's a lot that goes behind it. Savvy authors know that if their book is going to be a roaring success, it's they and only they that will make it happen. So in other words, they've got to work their butts off, which is exactly what I just said. And they need a plan to do it. So what's your game plan? I, that earlier today, I talked to a couple of, of authors who had reached out to me and I started querying them about, so what's on your social media contacts? How many emails do they have? What are they doing to gather up? They had nominal, nominal, because they figured they'd do that after the book was out. No. The question, the question you need to be tuned into is when do you start selling and marketing your books? It's the day you start realizing you're writing a book. That means right now today. Today you are marketing the book. Um, and if you're way down the pike and you've been writing it and you're almost done with your book, okay, today you've got to start marketing. Do not wait until it's out. Um, you're already behind the eight ball. All right, we'll be right back. This is Judith Browse. I'm your book shepherd, and it's author you, your guide to book publishing. your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these discover the power of you and your book at the judith briles unplugged events 
Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so we are talking about newbie land, and there is so much to learn as a newbie author. I mean, my goodness, I wish I had known a fraction of what I know now, back when I first started on the path. Of course, back when I started, that um, if you didn't publish with a traditional publisher, you were really frowned upon, you were looked down upon, you had cooties. Um, And the reality is that things have changed. There is so much that you can do um, under your own imprint if you choose to be an independent publisher, a self-publisher, uh, than what you could do. The odds of getting picked up by New York are so small. Less than 10,000 new books are published a year by New York. When you look at the numbers of basically a million published books between all the 
university presses and the republishing and everything else, that it is a challenge um, on where you're going. So that wouldn't work um, to think that, oh, maybe that, let's just see, 10,000, a million, uh, that's not very many. That percentage is really minute. Um, maybe I better look at another option, which I'm all for you doing, but make sure you go in with eyes wide open. So we were talking about the area of looking at um, what you have going and that if you are being realistic of what success means to you, and that's really important. And so that that, that also ties into my next point here. Um, the fourth is that believing that you can wing your way to success. You know, you may crash dive here. And this is where game plans come into play. And they really are important. And this well, this is what I, I have actually in a workshop that I do um, every June, um, and which would be next month. And I am going to be, I do my annual uh, the book publishing unplugged, which is a two day intensive. And I would love to have all of you here. And those dates are going to be June 21st and 22nd. All the details and information are on the bookshepherd.com website and just click on the events tab. And what you realize that there is a lot to learn. And one of the big things that we do is I send them to what I call the walls and they do a game plan. So what do you have going on? What, what's your game plan and how you put it together? So the game plan is going to include who your, your target market is. So just, just kind of do a visualization for me. You know, and you could do this just on a sheet of paper. You just put columns, vertical pol- columns going up and down. But so who, there's one that says who, so who are you writing for? Which Which market, you know, is it men or is it women? Is it kiddos? If it's kiddos, what are the age groups? If it's adults, what are the age groups? Um, Is there any specific nationality or a culture that you're trying to target in on? Is there a a certain preference for like career strategy or status? I mean, what can you tell me about your ideal market, who it is? And then what you have to figure out, okay, so where do these people hang out? You know, are they members of associations of certain groups? What do they read? Where do they buy their books? That's always good to know. Or do they buy books? That's also important to know. So where are these individuals out there uh, that you are writing your amazing words, suggestions, recommendations, storylines for? Who are they? So that's an imperative note. Now, the next column is going to be, you could put down, you know, benefits. What are their takeaways going to get for fiction? You know, they want a good read. They want to be entertained. They want to escape. Uh, Escape from what? I don't know. That might go over to the other column who, maybe they have, they're high stressed. Maybe they have pain. I need to escape. Um, Maybe they're looking for the solution to their pain. And maybe you just might have the magic potent. And the answer, but what benefits will you give to them? Now, I wrote pr- primarily for my own work versus working with other clients. I worked, um, I wrote nonfiction, and um, the last stage prim- primarily just to 
writing for publishing support, which is what I do now, uh, is that I wrote for uh, conflict resolution and I wrote for better communications and specifically how to deal with toxic people in the workplace. Right? Those were all in my basket of tools that I worked with and I wrote for. What are yous? So in my case, my goal, the benefit would be to resolve conflict, to have better communication for a company or a manager or someone in leadership. I'm going to show you how to reduce uh, turnover and therefore uh, you increase your cash flow because of cost of replacing people. Uh, I will show because of better morale, you'll have higher productivity, etc. Those are the things that you want to think about in what is it in this roadmap that you're completing or the game plan. This is what you're going to do. Now, the more you can articulate this and get clarity, the better it is when you communicate with others, what is your book about? Oh, I show people how to blah, 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 blah. And I do it with blah, 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 blah. And you can do that in less than 15 seconds. That's a much more effective way to learn to start pitching. All right, so you've got those in play in your game plan as you go along. All right, so what else would you have? Well, how about who do you need to help you put this book together? Who would be out there that would be beneficial to making a game plan for you? There's going to be people there that it could be from book designers. Well, who are they? Have you, have you communicated with them? Have you interviewed them? Have you seen their work? Is it a fit for what you have? Um, what about people who are maybe, you know, a book coach um, or some, you know, like myself? So what have they done? That, that they could show that might be a match that you could get your head around. This is the type of work that they produce. Um, uh, you know, how do they, are they a writing coach, which is very different from a book coach, by the way. So what is it that they can bring to the party? But you, and what about marketing? Is there someone who can help you with marketing? What about a virtual assistant? I mean, are you going to be able to do all the things that you need to do to support your new world that's now birthing? Um, or do you need to get some help to do it? That's always good to know. And that's part of what will make you successful. That all goes in the game plan of, of what you're doing. Now, what about the, the timing? How are you going to launch the book? Well, here's, what, here's why most self-published people uh, just sell 100 books. They just put it up and hope people will find their book. That's not what happens. That's not where it goes. Just If just throwing it out into the wind, hoping it will stick like Velcro, is not a game plan. So how are you going to find the people who you've already identified you're writing for? How am I going to market to them? Will I be doing mailing pieces and I'm going to do mailers? Are they all hanging out on Twitter? Or is it Pinterest? Or is it Instagram? Or is it Facebook or where? Where? For example, when I'm working with a business book, I know that the two places they have to be would be Twitter one and would be LinkedIn. Now, the others will look at. If I have a client who wants to really do gaming and going after media, I know no matter what their genre is that they've got to be on Twitter. Why? Because that's where the media is hanging out, which is always a good thing to know. And so one of the tips 
fact, one of the things I would suggest to all of you that because you're now starting to market starting today is that you want to create a folder um, on your computer that has just media contacts on it. And you're going to, when you have, you know, kind of a no-brainer type of day, or let's say you're kind of pooped and you don't have all the energy and the pop and pizzazz to create new copy or move your book forward that specific day in writing another chapter, let's say, that why not do a hunt and pecking or say a clicking and peeking and just go in and wherever you are, I don't care if you live in Duluth or if you live in Philadelphia, or you live in my hometown of Denver, Colorado, or you're out in San Diego, California, it doesn't matter. Go in and put your city and then start putting in like local news. Okay, it'll identify print, television, radio, and anything else. Now, what you want to do is go to each one of the click-throughs, each one of those stations or channels, and you want to just see, okay, so what's, what's, where are they hanging out on social media? But what you're after is their Twitter handle. And you just start making a laundry list of your Twitter handle, and they have it. So then you can go after, and when you're ready to start promoting your book or yourself, your expertise, you can just, you can, a lot of these people don't allow you to post within their streams. Aha, here's how you get around it. All you have to do is start writing in your own stream, but you include at, for example, maybe you want to get the attention of CNN, at CNN, and there's sort of kinds of subdivisions. That way it lands in their email channel or in their Twitter channel and they see it. If you've got a storyline and you're using the right keywords, and we'll come when we come back from our break, we'll talk about that. Then you have the ability to grab and get their attention. This is the way you can become your own one-person blitz media machine. I'm Judith Bryles. We'll be right back with our final tip. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com.
systems. Customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right. So as you look at this area of what's your success, um, and I referred to that during, just before we went to break of, of your launching, which included celebration. So how are you going to do that? Um, and are you going to do the media blitz, which I gave you a little hint on how you can start like ready, uh, letting the media know. Also, this is something else you might want to play around with is you want to create a press release for yourself. Or you could use your state, um, you know, Pennsylvania author or Philadelphia author or, you know, Duluth author, something and that's part of your headline and and um, launches a new book or creates a new book. Um, and then a couple of key words in here uh, that you will tie into. So the, the bottom line is, is that you want to look at, so how, what's this in your plan? Again, who is it for? What's the benefit? What, what relief of the pain are you going to do? Who do you need to help you bring about it? How are you going to communicate? And go about dealing with uh, a variety of things and keeping in, in connection with your, your market. How are you going to gather their emails? And so, and this is one of the things you need to start doing now. How are you going to gather an email? So one of the things I'm going to suggest is you need to take a close look at your website. And I don't know if it's time for a makeover. I'm hoping you have one. But usually some fine-tuning and adjustment. You want to have a media tab. You want to think about putting a speaking tab in. Are you writing your blogs regularly, which is what you want to do? And here is a tip, a hint. If you've got anything that you, if you're publishing regularly on the blog circuit, like a year, you do it once a week. So you've got, you know, at least 50 blogs here. Why don't you go back and do what I call repurposing? Fine tune them a little bit. Maybe your, your thoughts have changed. Maybe you have some ads. Maybe you can rearrange bullets. So you do a rewrite. Of the first couple of paragraphs, maybe whatever your conclusion was or your call to action, maybe you should start it with that. But start doing a process, a plan to do a, a recycling of some of the things and start tying it into that book that's coming along. 
because what you want to do is kind of have a little roller coaster getting ready to set. And the other thing is, it's important for success, is really look closely. Okay, so what is it going to cost me to get there? Now, there's time, there's energy, there's money, there's commitment, certainly. But so what kind of really hard, hard resources have to go out the door? And that would be your money. You know, what what kind of money are you going to need to put this together? And then I think it's really important to have a realistic talk with yourself. If you've got a partner in your life, a spouse or there's kids, for some of you, it could be your dog. Maybe you're not going to have enough time to, you know, spend with the dog. But you need to have some kind of a communication cycle that would really put it together. Um, and then you could uh, let them know this is this is the game plan right now. So I'm going to have to back away from doing some things. Um, but this is where I need your support to help push me toward the goal so that we can be successful and know that. And then, and then you have to really look at also, how, so how are you going to create it? This is part of your plan. Are you going to have a print book? Are you going to have an ebook? Are you going to do an audio book? My recommendation is yes, yes, and yes. You do all three of them, all right? And, and move with that. So understand success is not a winger thing. You cut it. There's it's certainly little wonderful things, opportunities can fall into your lap, which would be so exciting but that uh, you have to be ready to receive them. I mean, you can't go through the door unless you know how to go through the door as you go through. And I, I think lastly in this whole idea is you've got to have some fire in your belly um, and that they need a plan. And you need a plan to keep that fire uh, stoked and continue burning. All right. And the last thing I wanted to talk about in this segment for newbies, and we're going to have another one following the following week. Um, the last thing that we're going to talk about is, is really believing, um, and this is really a snafu, believing that publishing is not really a business. More people get in trouble with this. And so the smart author treats publishing and authorship as a business. The smart author does. Now, a lot don't. A lot don't. And that's where the scary stuff gets in play, that they get caught up um, and they just are dabblers and and they let it nibble at that. Um, last time I did some really hard stats was just a couple of years ago. And just a few years ago, I mean, when I was reading, uh, when I published my book, which I'd recommend to all of you to help you out. It's called How to Avoid 101 Book Publishing Blunders, Bloopers, and Boo-Boos. And that is available in audiobook and ebook as well as the print. Um, but that book would be really helpful to you. And when I originally started, this book was originally published in 2015, and I've done an update since. But one of the numbers that came across me in at the beginning of 2015 was that the, pre the preceding year, 600 million, 600 million books were sold through various online and brick-and-mortar outlets. Um, and another half of that were in the ebook arena. Now, they don't, that, that number that I'm throwing out at you doesn't re represent books that authors sell directly to other people especially people who speak about their books, they really go in um, different directions. 
and their books don't get counted on BookScan or any of those, but indeed they do sell a lot of books. So it's really crucial for you to understand that this is a business. You've got to grasp that very simple fact. There is a P&L to it. You need to under, understand an answer to it. You're going to have profits, hopefully, that means books sold, and you're going to have expenses, which will be moved into the, the loss area because they will ding away and reduce your profitability. You need to be able to understand negotiating contracts. I have seen more authors get into deep doo-doo, and I'm not kidding, deep doo-doo, because they didn't understand the contract that they agreed to. They were so excited because the publisher uh, contacted and said they wanted their book, and they found out later that it really wasn't a publisher bu- publisher. It was what we would call a pay-to-publish group, that you paid them to do everything, and yet you got just a fraction because they said they were going to pay you higher royalties than New York. Typically, New York, by the way, for paperback books, most trade paper, pay 7 to 9%. That's kind of the of the net. So if you've got, let's say, uh, it's easy to use an O. So I'm going to say you have a $20 book. And most trade paper books are less than $20. But you've got a $20 book. And they're going to, let's say that you got n- negotiated a really killer deal. And you're going to get um, 9% of on, on a royalty okay that might sound good you're thinking oh good nine percent of 20 oh dollar 80 a book <laughs> no that's wrong it's going to be nine percent of net which could be a 55 percent discount so let's just round it to make it really easy let's say 50 percent discount which means it gets resold to the stores and then they sell it etc so that means that you're going to make maybe 90 cents a book well that's not a lot you got to sell a lot of books, a lot, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of books. So understand that um, it's a different game plan and that there is a P&L to this thing called publishing and you need to think that way. So one of my tips is that uh, recognizing that publishing has a true cost to it. It's an investment. It includes your time your energy, and yes, your money. So you start, as I started earlier, uh, as we started the first hour together, is by getting educated in the process. Um, And you want to start with people who are doing it, who are really actually in the publishing, who have been through it. And you also want to ask them, what would you do differently? What, what, What kind of mistakes did you make along the way? Now, are there one book wonders? Yeah, there are. There are, certainly. Um, who and, and here's what my concern is. I see some of these people who have sold well more than 100 books, um, and they decide that they're now going to proclaim themselves as the self-publishing guru and that they've been out there um, and they're going to tell you everything that you need to know. Not really. Not really. Just understand that you have got to do your homework here. There's a lot of pre-work to add to your success quotient as a newbie author who can graduate to a published author and who is out connecting and selling books and being successful. So 
make sure that you, uh, you as your, your subject, your expertise, the theme that you're following, make sure that you register it both with Google Alerts and put quotes around it. Otherwise, you're going to go crazy. Put your name with Google Alerts, quote, and quote, uh, and your book title, quote, and quote. And there's another one I would suggest you go to also called Talk Walker. Do the same thing. So you'll get alerted if there's anyone talking or buzzing about you or your title or a theme. And you don't just hear about, about everything um, and anybody in that situation. And so I, I think that this is the time as we travel through here and we wrap up this hour is I want you to think of yourself as, uh, as kind of a universal sponge. Um, you need to begin to recognize, gee, what's hot, what has panache what looks like it might be a fit for you, and what's not. And, you know, it may work really well for somebody else, but if it's not your fit, it just doesn't feel right, I'm going to tell you to stay away from it. It's not worth it. Get that publishing is a business and that if you really are just dibbling and dabbling um, or really treat it more like a hobby, the odds of being really, truly successful and moving a lot of books is going to become remote. And with that, we'll close off for this hour. I'm Judith Bryles. I'm your book shepherd, and this is Author You, your guide to book publishing. Have a great writing week. part of your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles each